Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. This is Mike Sandler with KFIR Men. I thank you for joining us today. On this program, we talk with men who have a vested interest in helping men to, to grow in Christ and to be uh, all that God has called them to be. And today I have Michael Rivera with me. Michael's been on this, on this podcast several times over the last several months. We've had some great, uh, great conversations regarding uh, various aspects of ministering men and some of the things that men are struggling with. And we're going to continue with that uh, conversation. But just to let you know, Michael is the founder of Building Brothers, and he spends a lot of his time speaking into men's lives. And he's on staff uh, with, the, with his own his church there. And uh, Mike, what, what church is that you're on staff at? at Brockton Assembly of God in Brockton, Brockton Massachusetts. Brockton, Massachusetts. Yeah. So he's got that. He's oh, got yeah. that Massachusetts accent. And if you haven't <laughs> noticed yet, he's got a little bit of a Puerto Rican rolled into that, too. So, so, but I love you, brother. I am so, so thankful that Amen. you, I can call you my friend. And it's good Amen. to have you, have you on the call. As I said in the beginning, he uh, he oversees and runs an organization called Building Brothers, uh, and, and I'm going to ask him this question. I'm going to ask him this lead-on question. I hope you don't take the whole time doing this, but we're just going to talk a little bit about what's going on. But what have you got on tap on this new year, 2023, with Building Brothers? What's going on there? I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. You know, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Brockton, Massachusetts is the home of Rocky Monciano and Marvin Hagler. Mm, you know, you know, and you know so, me, me, me and you may know that, but I don't know if a lot of our younger people would know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the home of Rocky Monciano. In fact, we only have one high school here with 5,000 kids. And uh, that high school has a gigantic statue of Rocky Monciano with a left, with a left jab, you know. And, uh, and it's called the City of Champions. And this is what we do with Building Brothers is that we want to build champions for Christ. You know, so this year we're going to be focusing on because of what happened with COVID, it knocked us down, and and and, it, and but we're rebuilding. We, uh, I'm sorry, we'll we are rebuilding this thing back up, and uh, and so Sundays, what we're doing on Sundays, we have a Bible class only for men. The women are trying to get in, but no, this is only for men. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and uh, we're teaching actually chapter by chapter the Book of Romans. But the subtitle is Dealing with Issues That Men Go Through Today in the Book of Romans. Well, men you don't know. go through it. Like, what, what, what kind of issues are you talking about? I mean, we got our act together. We don't, we don't go through any issues. And, you know, so, 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 so what kind of issues are you talking about? Man, if I speak on it, I think somebody's going to call you and try to speak to my address. One of the things that men deal with um, basically is surrendering themselves over the God because men like to have control. Men like to yes. have direction. We will, we want to know where we're going because God created us as men with purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, a man that doesn't have a purpose, he's lost. And so when God created man purpose, right? So the challenge I have for these guys is that we're going to be coming back up and understanding our purpose in building one another. You know, the idea of building brothers is exactly what that is out of Ecclesiastes where two are better than one, because if one falls, you have someone there to pick you up. But woe unto that person who doesn't have anybody. So that's the focus that we have with the guys. So Sundays, we have a Bible class for men called Cross Training, and we're dealing with the Book of Romans chapter by chapter. And then the thing for 2023 that I decided to change a little bit is that now I'm going to be doing a lot more counseling on -on one-on-one with guys. 
we're going to be talking with guys. And I'm dealing with two guys now that are dealing with uh, on the edge of losing their marriage. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, and it's and it's tough. So that's the part of surrendering, the part of understanding your spouse. The, uh, I mean, I had a man break down in front of me, uh, a big guy, just break down uh, because of his own personal issues and what he's going through. And so and then with that, uh, we are normally during the summer, we have what is called the summit, the Brotherhood Summit. Mm-hmm. And we'll invite somebody to come and speak. We invite other churches to come together. And uh, I try to make it informal, but we, we, we meet together at 10. Mike, you'll love this one. At 12 noon or 12.30, we end the day with a tremendous meal. You know, I mean, we got ribs. We got chicken. We got, I mean, but they, we, we, we do it all for the guys, you know. Uh, and and they don't, it doesn't cost them a dime. It doesn't cost them a dime. They come in, get, get challenged on a seminar, and then end the day eating. And the challenge for that end of the day of eating is to talk about what just happened. And so it's a, it's a great thing over a meal where guys, can you hear them talking about what they've learned or what impacted them or the takeaways, you know, over a meal, you know? And uh, they can go home anytime they want. But the challenge is what's happening in that morning, feeding them, and then watch them talk. It's a building brother atmosphere. And that's what we're doing this year. You know, Um, I've come to a conclusion that after 44 years of walking with the Savior and 38 years of ministry, that men don't know how to surrender their mind to God. Yeah, you, know? you got that right. You, you, gotta, you know, you know that's what we do. So that's basically what we're doing for 2023. And then, uh, um, I think most with almost anybody, basically with believers, you know, and I don't know if some believers believe in what is that called a uh, New Year's resolution. You know, what am I going to do for this new year? And most of the time, uh, we don't do it. We don't do it. So the Lord spoke to me, and and I wrote down these four things. Uh, one, don't allow negativity to grab a hold of you in 2023. Let it go. You know, Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind, I press. Guilt, Mike, is one of the biggest things also with men. Guilt, you know, of what they are going through or what they've done in the past. And somebody always brings it up. You know, uh, James tells us, I think uh, he tells us to confess, you know, to one another that we can be healed. So guys... Men need to learn what it is to be healed and not carry that guilt, you know. And then expectations. We have high expectations for people. But when they fail, we try to beat them up instead of restoring them. And so I tell men, lower your expectations because people will fail you. People will mess up. It's what you well, You know, do. that goes, yeah. Go you know, that goes back to that scripture verse that you just shared right at the very beginning that you build everything on from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. When it talks about that, you know, you got to have two men, one walking together, because if one falls down, you need that other guy to lift him up. And that other guy is not there to judge you or condemn you or whatever the case may be. He's there to truly lift you up, encourage you, put you back on your put, put you back on your feet and set you back on the right path. That's what he's there for. And, yeah. uh, because and the interesting thing about be, that, it could have been it could have been him. It could have been him. And the other guy's picking him up because you never know. We're all broken and we all can fail. I just yeah, had to and, and building brothers is about commitment. Yeah. No, but building yeah. brothers is about commitment. It's about yeah. commitment. It's about yeah. vulnerability. 
uh, and and uh, uh, it's like watching your sick. Somebody's watching your back, and you both are right. watching each other's backs. But the idea of building brothers is the challenge of commitment. Listen, I was born and raised in the streets of New York City, and one of the things we did is that we, I don't know if you guys did it, but we used to cut our hands, let the blood drip. He'll cut his hand, let the blood, and then we would mix our blood together, and we became, we became blood brothers. Mm-hmm. So you can call me anytime, and I'll come, and we'll fight together. We'll do anything together because we're blood brothers. We can't do that now. We can't mix blood because we don't know <laughs> what's out there. However, the challenge is inside of us. Commitment towards my brother. I'm not going to let my brother fall. Like I, I can't. I gotta. I gotta pick him up. You know. Yeah. And you the know, I, idea I just, of that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. I was just thinking, and I was just thinking of uh, of a movie scene I, I, I've seen. I think I've seen it two or three times in some war movie scenes, where you know I've never been in the military, and but I, I love my military brothers yeah. greatly. Um, I mean, I appreciate Amen. their service and and what they have done. And uh, but um, but. I've seen some scenes where they'd be out in a war zone area and they're taking a break or maybe they're settling down for the evening or whatever. And they sit on the ground with back to back, you know, there's, they're sitting on the ground and another guy sitting behind him with his back using each other as the leaning. And what they're doing is, is that they're creating a situation where they're watching, being able to see what's going on 360 degrees around them. And that's what that's what this whole purpose of having a brother in your life is watching, like you said, watching each other and being able to watch all the way around to see what's going on. Because the enemy's sly, buddy. He's sly. He's going to come up on your blind side. And if you ain't got somebody watching uh, your blind side, who knows what he's going to throw at you? That is so true, Mike. And the worst thing is to be in a foxhole with somebody that hates you. You know, <laughs> that's the worst thing. But the greatest thing is to be in the foxhole with somebody that can watch your back. Yep. And I think part of the understanding of the body of Christ is that we need to watch each other's back. That's what building brothers is about. That's what the Bible tells us to build the unity of the faith, you know. And so we come together. We do what we have to do. And we watch each other. So the, the, the idea of me, I have I've, I've learned not to have high expectations of my brother. Other than I know that he's going to fail and I won't go, oh, Mike, why did you do something like that? No. I said, I understand. I understand that we all fall short of the glory of God. I understand that. Now, if you take if you abuse God's grace, that's a whole different story. But I know that you're broken. Let's move on. I'm going to walk with you in this journey to make sure. And then the last thing that with most men, the, the, the issue with them is that they it's hard for them to forget their past. Mm hmm. It's hard for them to forgive themselves, you know, and so they allow the past to influence their present that affects their future. So here, my past, I did X, Y, and Z. Oh, man, God will never forgive me. The people around here will never accept me. And you're stuck. So you need a brother to unstuck you, to show you the path, to keep going. And uh, I have a, tr- it's a great story. It's a great story out of the book of Genesis when Jacob sees his grandkids, uh, for Joseph's sons, you know, and he calls them over. Jo- Jacob was dying, and he, but he, he, somehow they got his sons, uh, Joseph's sons, to come and see him. And their name is interesting. It was Ephraim and Manasseh, those mm-hmm. two brothers. And, and Joseph, the Bible says he blessed them. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that their names have meanings. 
Ephraim means double blessing. So I think God with brotherhood, we want a double blessed guy. We want to make sure that you get blessed and your family gets blessed. But number two, Manasseh is an interesting name. Mike, I don't know if you know this, but Manasseh means God makes me to forget. God makes me to forget. And some of the things that, you know, it's hard to forget some things, of course, because God has given us one of the tremendous gift in our head. It's called the memory, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes the memory just messes around with us. But if we can learn to behave in such a way that God helped me, I need that, that I can forget these things that in order for them not to affect my presence. I got to take my family somewhere. I got to move forward. I got to do what God's called me to do. And so I, I pray that God in 2023 will challenge men to help them not to live in their past, but to deal with it and move forward with another brother. So that's what we're doing at, at Brotherhood, uh, Building Brothers, and um, and challenging guys to do the right thing. And I don't challenge them because I want to. I challenge them because God challenges me as a man, you know? Uh, I go through stuff, man. I need another brother, you know. <laughs> so, I, 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 we all do, and I, and I don't care your age. I mean, um, I know that there are some people, something you know, younger than us, are talking about. You know, you've got it made. You know, so to speak. You know, your older generation, you've got it made. You don't have the problems. You don't have the issues. You don't have the troubles. And and I agree with them to a certain point. That yeah, we may not have the troubles and the issues that you have at your age, but believe me, we still have them. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, uh, they may be a little different, you know, it's kind of like a, kind of like an old story I heard, uh, quite some time ago when, when the, they were, they were talking about uh, in a study, they were talking about lust and, and a young, young man looked at a 90 year old and said, when do you stop lusting? And he said, it sure ain't 90. I'll tell you that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so the thing about it is guys, you know, uh, you'll always have issues that you need to deal with. And so you, you need, you need those men in your lives. You need that group in your lives. And, and yeah, yeah. Whatever you do. I, is, I have learned that we need two kinds of guys in our lives. Yeah. We need a John, we need a Jonathan. David and Jonathan were tight. Mm-hmm. They were tight. Two men that were tight. But we, but then we also need a Nathan, somebody who speaks into our life, somebody who challenges us, someone who is pricking at that area, and that we respond positively to that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, if we don't get a Nathan, Micah, Nathan will be knocking on your door, <laughs> like he did to King David. You know, and oh, he yeah. will tell you a story. He will tell you a story. And then he, you're going to get upset with that story. And then he says, that man is you. So, so yeah. uh, we need a, We need a Jonathan and we need a David, but that's yeah, what's need, happening with us. Go ahead. Yeah. We need men in our lives who can't speak truth in us and not be afraid of the, of the, of the uh, consequences of speaking truth into our lives. That's what Nathan was all about. Nathan, David was the king. David could easily said, take him out back and, and kill him, you know? Yeah. But Nathan didn't care. He knew what was going on, and he wanted to make sure David recognized uh, his error and that uh, God was not pleased. And so, um, and so he went, he boldly went before David. And so, we need those kind of men in our lives that are not afraid of the consequences of losing our friendship or or whatever the case may be, because they spoke truth into our lives. We need those guys. Yeah, I, I, and I think also we need. 
men who are leaders who are not afraid of their own vulnerability and expose themselves to other men to say, hey, I'm just like you, you know, and and be able to create the atmosphere of confidence and uh, um, and not feel afraid to share things, you know. So what I do here in this room that you see books behind me, uh, it's a big library in here and the men sit in here and we talk. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the main thing behind all that, that despite of our behavior, God still loves us. God Amen. shows mercy. Amen. And God embraces us with his grace. You know, and, and that he doesn't look at us like some cockroach and wants to step on us. He wants, to, <laughs> he wants to build us up. He wants to build us up. And so if God had the audacity, Mike, to forgive you and me and show mercy for you and show me, how much more should I show mercy to my brother? It doesn't Amen. mean condoning I, behavior. I don't condone no. behavior, but I'll show no. mercy. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. So, I mean, give, you got to give them some mercy. You got to show them compassion. And you got to give them some grace, and uh, and let them let them see uh, see see how much you love them, how much you care for them. That's, that's super. Oh man, we we have guys all over the place that are hurting. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm right now. I'm, I'm going to be counseling two men who are struggling both here in their in their mind and their heart for their marriage and surrendering yeah. one of the th- toughest things for anybody is to surrender their minds you know yeah. i think i think paul said it this way in, in romans he says uh, to have a carnal mind is hostile towards god but to have a spiritual mind is life and peace that's a no-brainer which one do you want to be <laughs> you want to be hostile or you want to have peace you know and so the challenge to men is, is which one do you want? Because if you're hostile towards God, you're not going to be blessed and your family may not be protected because the leader of the house is not protecting the home. Yeah. yeah. If you have life and peace, you got protection at the home. You, you could take care of some business at home and you got brothers who will back you up. Now, the guy who's carnal, he'll have some brothers. Those brothers will be a Nathan. Bro, get it together. No, they're messing up. Dude, come on, man. Let's, let's walk this journey together. And he's going to be like the gnat that you're going to try to push away. Uh, and no matter what, God is like that. He won't give up until you say yes. Yeah. Until you say yes, you know. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Let's shift gears just a little bit. We're still on the same topic, but just kind of looking at it from a different perspective here. Okay. Um, one of the things that's really become very interesting for me as I sit back and I study and I look at men, I watch men, I observe their serve their behaviors and observe uh, uh, how they were brought up, how they were raised. Um, there seems to be a lack of training uh, of men that are going, that's going on. You know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I talk a lot about the, these days, one of the things God has really impressed upon me this, this year in 2023 is speaking into the next generation. And, and that goes with training the next generation to be the man God wants them to be. Uh, I mean, when you look at, when you look in uh, Leviticus, um, I think it's, maybe it's numbers. I can't remember. I have to go look it up real quick, but it's where the, the, the order was given from God for, for the Levitical priest to retire at age 50, but he didn't really finish with him. All he was doing was transferring what he was doing to the younger generation, but he had to train that younger generation. In fact, his duties now, after he's retired from the actual priestly duties, 
is to help that younger generation and train them up in what they're supposed to do in the temple. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and, I, and I've really sat back and I've watched where men have not taken on the mantle to train the younger generation, to speak into that younger generation. What, what is your thoughts on that? I think it's, it's one of the challenges that we have as leaders. I don't think one of the things that I see is that leaders are not being trained to train younger men. Right. We want to be we want to be prolific in our presentations. We want to we want to razzle and dazzle crowds, but training means I got to be committed to those groups of people or committed to that one kid. Loyalty and and commitment. Jesus sat down with his disciples. And so we for me, I do that right here on Sunday. I know every guy here. I know their homes, I know their families, I know their kids. And I train a team of five guys, five guys that I've trained to take over once I, I move on, you know. Right. And so I have I have a, I have a, an assistant with me, and this guy is dynamic. Uh, I love him dearly. He's a brother in Christ, and man, he runs his home. Uh, uh, you go into his house, and you just sense joy. You sense the presence of God in his house. You know, does he have struggles? Sure, he does. You know, um, and he we talk about that stuff. But he gets trained and he gets it. He gets it. The thing about leadership and training is that don't make it complicated, man. We got to make it simple enough for us to live this, you know, this life. We make it too complicated, I think, for guys to understand God. God is not complicated. He is not complicated. He's challenging, but he's not complicated, you know? Yeah, that's right. And so that's, that's one thing. The other part of training is that. You and somebody trained you, somebody trained me, somebody mentored me, somebody mentored you. That means that person took the time out to say, I see a gift in you. Let me help you grow. And as leaders, we need to learn how to do that as well. I call that the the Eli syndrome, Eli, the priest and Samuel, you know, when Samuel heard the voice of God, the Bible says he approached him three times. And on the third time, the Bible says that Eli perceived that God was talking to him. The next verse, Mike, it says, Eli gave instruction to Samuel to respond. Mm. We as leaders need to learn how to hear God and then give instruction and train that person to grow in God. You know, that's Amen. another part. So yeah. I, I think it's well, it's important. And, and I think uh, 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 we as leaders need to redirect ourselves and make disciples not christians <laughs> i'm sorry we got a lot of christians but no there's not enough disciples of christ and so we have to learn how to make disciples mentor jesus had his his 12 from his 12 to 70 and 120 you know the intimate part of that 12 was a few that was in that crowd and peter was among that you know All right. uh, so we need to grab a hold of that you know uh, like I said, I got five guys, uh, and leaders need to learn what it is to pass it down to our next generation. Um, it, we have this kid that, man, he he's I love him dearly. He's a graduate of, of Bible college, but he always sat. He always sat close to me. He always watched. You know, he never said anything. He never came to me, Mike, and says, can you mentor me? He's, no, he watched me. And then one day... He became the class president. He calls me up and he says, hey, can you speak here at our college? You know? And I said, sure, you know? And uh, 
And that's when he says, I learned from you. I learned from you. Man, oh, man. you you stood oh, there man. and you go, somebody's watching me. Somebody's watching me. And so there you have individuals like a Joshua who stood at the tent with Moses and he heard things. He he was never in the inner crowd, but he heard things. He was mentored in that in that way. You don't know who's listening to you, Mike. You don't know, but you, that's why we as leaders need to be careful, both in mentoring one-on-one and those around us that are listening and watching us. You know, we need to walk the straight yeah. and narrow way, man. You know, we, that, we that's, are. That's, we're, my, we're, that, that's my line. Well, you know, well, you know, Paul, uh, when he wrote the, the his first letter to the Corinthians, uh, you know, we call it chapter eleven, verse one, but uh, to them. It was towards the end of the end of the book, about three quarters of the way through the letter. He tells them, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So that's very, very important when we sit back and look back about uh, about training and being the example to those around us of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, to be that fully devoted, intentional, loving relationship with Jesus Christ, what it really means. You know, I used to sit back yeah. and say, I used to sit back and say, you know, God, I hope I can say that one day. I hope I can say, follow me as I follow Christ. And, and, and that's what, and you'll be following Christ. And the Lord impressed upon me, he said, but dude, that's what you're supposed to be doing. That's exactly what <laughs> you're supposed to be doing right now. You know, you're supposed to be living a life, uh, as an example to other people of who I am, they need to see me through you because yeah. you are me right yeah. now, you know, so yeah. to speak. And, yeah. uh, and, and it's, that's kind of eye opening, so to speak, to recognize that's what we're to do. And so many of our <laughs> people, so many of our people who call themselves Christians and they do all the, they do all the, the stuff that makes them feel like a Christian on Sunday, but when it comes from Monday through Saturday, they live like the rest of the world. Oh man, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. You know, uh, I think the Bible says you, you, you clothe yourself, uh, uh, um, uh, or you look like, uh, uh, you look great, but you're denying the power thereof. You have a form yeah. of godliness. You have a, you have a look, you look good, but inside you, you're something else. Monday through Saturday, and on Sunday you try to be beautiful all over again. You put makeup on, and you put all that stuff on, and you, know, and you say, "Look, I'm a, I'm a man." Yeah, of you're God. not just yeah, talking about ladies God, putting right. on makeup. You're talking about men oh, no, putting no, on no, that no. face too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I did a breakfast, Mike. Oh man, a long time ago. I, you reminded me of uh, I did a breakfast on Halloween. Halloween fell on a Saturday, and so I said, "You know, guys, we're gonna do this." I bought every guy a mask. A white mask with no expression, just a white mask. And they served yeah. the breakfast with a mask. They they guided the men to sit their chairs with a mask. And so my team had a had, had mask on. I had a mask on, you know. And then uh, I was going to be the speaker that day. I didn't have, invite anybody. I was going to share with them a fifteen minute thing. And the title of the uh, of the of the thought was this: Who are you? And what are you wearing? That's it. And so I said, these guys are wearing masks. They had no expression or anything like that. What mask are you wearing today? What's happening in your life that you have to put on something and try to fake people out? God sees your heart, man. 
you know. And let me tell you, the response out of all of that, the guys got up. There were tears with the men. They were broken. They confessed. Some of the men confessed. It, it just brought things together. But that's the challenge, man. We, we got to stop wearing a mask and be real. This world needs Christ. Men need Christ. Children need Christ. And then you reminded me of another thing. My nine-year-old grandson walking with me one day and say, he calls me, he doesn't know how to say grandpa. He calls me Pa, P-A, Pa. That's, that's your and name he says for this. life. Yeah, he goes, Pa, Pa, I got to say something to you. I said, what is it, son? What is it? He goes, I want to be just like you. Oh, and I, wow. when I heard that, oh, I said, wow. what do you mean? What do you mean you want to be like? You preach the gospel. You're a preacher. You, you do this. You, you do that with God. And I said, I looked at him, and that was a challenge for me because I just wanted to hang out with my grandson. I just wanted to be Mike Rivera hanging out with my grandson. In his eyes, he saw me differently. He saw grandpa serving Christ. He saw grandpa doing the things that God wanted him to do. And that's what he wants to do. How many men can say that? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not boasting on this thing. It's just, it, it challenged me to say the responsibility of my influence to my grandson is important. He's going to grow up to be a young man. One day he's going to get married. He's going to have his kids of his own, you know, and you pass it down from one generation to another. That's the challenge until Jesus comes. <laughs> Amen. I think that Amen. that's a challenge to all of us. I think you're, you're right on, Mike, uh, that as Levitical priests, okay, I've done my duty as a priest. Now I need to train younger men to take over this thing until Jesus comes, Amen. you know, and so that's a challenge for us. Michael, we're coming wow. up on our time. We got to, we oh, got to, we got we got to end this conversation. It's a it's a great conversation we're having about building brothers and about training yeah. and speaking into the next lives and and you and I can talk about this for quite some time. But we got we got to we got to bring this to a close. Amen. I want to I want to ask you to do one thing here, and if you can keep it in, under a minute, I'd appreciate it. But what is the one thing if you had to, to tell men right now? Uh, something they need to do uh, to change their life so that they could uh, be the man God's called them to be. What would, what would you tell them? What would be that one thing? Men, learn what it is to surrender your life to God. Mm. Nail yourself to the cross and do what Paul says. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And if we can grab a hold of that, we can change and challenge our generation. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, I appreciate you uh, listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Salen. I do want to let the uh, audience out there know that's in North Carolina about the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference that's coming up uh, in just a few months. We uh, have two in North Carolina this year, one in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, and then another one in Kannapolis, North Carolina. The one in Wilmington, North Carolina is on March 18. The one in Kannapolis, North Carolina is on April the 22nd. You can go out there on the website, capefearmen.net, and uh, click on the ISI button and choose the conference that you're interested in. And uh, question information about the conferences and the register. Or you can go to the ironsharpensiron.net um website and also request for uh, request information through that site also so i hope to you will do that and i hope to see you and i think michael wants to say something about that 
What is it you want to say? Going with the iron sharpens. Yeah, going with the iron sharpens iron conference on the northeast side. We're having one on March 11th in Hartford, Connecticut, and you can go on the website and check that out as well. Yeah, I'll I will be there sharing sharing uh, and doing one of the seminars. So come on out. Amen. Yeah, and and I was going to say, I'm glad you said that, Michael, because one of the things I was going to say is um, if you go out on the ironsharpensiron.net website, you will find there are a number of Iron Sharpens Iron conferences going on throughout the nation. Uh, and you, if you might go out there and find that you are close by one, uh, sign up and go to them. You will not be disappointed when you attend one of these things. They are definitely definitely uh, worth your time and God will speak to you at, in those, in those moments. So anyway, so do that. Hope to see you at one of the conferences. But Michael, once again, I thank you for being with us today. I do enjoy our discussions every time we have them. They are some great discussions that you and I have. And uh, I would like to know, I'm going to put this up and, and you can reiterate it too. How can someone get up with you if they want to talk with you? They can email me at Mike Joss, the number 30, at, at gmail.com. Again, Mike, J-O-C-E, the number 30, at gmail.com. I will respond if you send me a note or whatever you want to talk about. You can. They can also go out on Facebook and look you up through uh, Building Brothers uh, group page too, can't they? They can go on uh, to the Facebook page, type in Building Brothers uh, at BAG, B-A-G. And you will find our page there. And then you will also find some videos dealing with discipleship videos on the building brothers as well. Um, and what did it, what does it take to do that? And uh, you can contact me there as well. My additional information are located there as well. Super. Well, thank you, Michael. And once again, for being with us. And, and I thank you for listening to intentional conversation with Mike Sound which Intentional uh, Conversations is a production of Cape Fear Men and Men's Ministry Coalition. And if you want to know more about what Cape Fear Men do, you can go out there to the capefearmen.net website and check us out, or you can email me personally at mike.sandlin at capefearmen.net. And like Mike said, he would respond through his email. I will too. And you can, and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you enjoyed these uh, podcasts and if you're enjoying what we're talking about. And if there's anything in particular that you would like for us to cover. I'd love to hear from you to talk about that. Please leave, leave us a comment on the, on these uh, podcasts. Appreciate it. But for now, I'm going to leave you with this blessing. I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shade you. And this is Mike Allen saying God bless, and I hope you will join us next time on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin. Mm-hmm.